0: Hey, this is P. Norman Grant with Slim Jim, another edition of The Grapefruit Agenda, where we summarize, analyze, criticize, sometimes brutalize, but never sanitize the news of the day. We'll journalize from the Treasure Coast of Florida, but we reach all around the state, the nation, and the globe. But we ain't globalists. Why grapefruit? Because we're sweet on conservatism and sour on liberalism. Today's episode is the Weaponization Committee, or whacking the woke. They're whacking the woke in D.C. So they had the January sixth committee. We're going to call this the February eighth committee, or the Weaponization hearing. So some of my favorite sources, the Washington Examiner and the Federalist, I think have some good contributions today. This is from uh, the Jim Jordan seven takeaways from the House GOP's first weaponization hearing. Members of the House subcommittee on the weaponization of the government and the media, as it turns out, held their first hearing Thursday and heard from witnesses around a dizzying array of alleged abuses that could fall under the panel's jurisdiction. They'll make them fit. They'll make these allegations fit. Censorship, politically motivated criminal inquiries, illegal leaks to the media, and Hunter Biden's business dealings all emerged as points of discussion in a broader look and what, according to the panel's Republicans, has plagued the federal government and you, the people? The hearing mostly set the stage for what to expect from the subcommittee in the months ahead, rather than examining any specific allegations in details. Months, people, months ahead. This should be fun ride, fun ride. So the Democrats are already complaining. There are no details. There are no names. There's no. So we're gonna get the details. Details will be there. First, I'm looking at uh, Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is there; he's finally there, and I think he's starting to drool. I think he he needs a bib. He's drooling over this. And of course, the Dems they've they've anticipated this for a while too, so they're ready. They're ready with their own ver- verification. They're trying to say that the weaponization is the weaponization of the government, and so they're weaponizing their version of the government. In fact, Jamie Raskin. Jamie Raskin said that this is weaponization is not the target, but it's the purpose. It's the purpose of the committee to weaponize. No, no, no. The Republicans are talking about, Jamie, your peeps, weaponizing the government, weaponizing the FBI, the DOJ, and the media, and big tech, as it turns out. Poor Jamie's got his his do-rag on there. He's got chemo. So one of the... uh, one of the the verifications of his mishealth was underlined by people online. They're saying, Yeah, the Republicans are are putting him down. They're telling you he looks stupid. Take that rag off. And this was supposed to be media, big media? No, this is this is little guys on Twitter. Little people complaining on Twitter. And so the newspapers brought it out and expanded, trumpeted, got a big tuba. And blew it out there and said, yeah, Republicans are saying that Jamie Raskin's got a do-rag and us take the do-rag off. No, it's some dope on Twitter. So you see how the the exaggeration in the media blow things out of proportion. This is part of the irresponsibility that, that they're looking at. The February 8th committee, the weaponization, the whacking the woke committee. We're whacking the woke. So first of all, they came up with, uh, with FBI whistleblowers, introduced a couple of whistleblowers. One gal was uh, extremely emotional about joining the, the FBI and then seeing how it went politically. They politicized. So the FBI whistleblowers, waiting in the wings, there are more to come. The two former FBI agents who testified Thursday are far from the only current or former officials whom the subcommittee plans to call upon during its investigation subcommittee. So they'll be expecting more. We expect to hear from the FBI agents who have come forward as whistleblowers. We think many of them will sit for transcribed interviewers as they did on Tuesday. And we believe several of them will come and testify in open hearings. The subcommittee chairman has previously testified. As many as 19 FBI whistleblowers have made contact with his team. Then Senator Johnson was there. Senator Johnson was Wisconsin. He, he He's a dude. He's an alpha male, that Johnson. Johnson encouraged even more of them to report wrongdoing. Quote, I urge men and women with integrity to come forward and reveal the truth, he said. We know the FBI is covering up for the Hunter Biden situation, don't we? The weaponization of the FBI, the DOJ, the CIA, and Jim Jordan is just happy as a clam. He's talking about Director Ray. He says, Director Ray, this is Grassley. Grassley's the gravelly voice guy. He's bad. He's badass. Director Ray has consistently failed to perform duties required of his position, Grassley said in his testimony. And Grassley said the FBI provided him and Johnson in 2020 about Hunter Biden inquiries that was quickly leaked to the media and used by Democrats to portray them both as complicit in spreading Russian disinformation. So as Grassley is saying that the FBI was leaking this stuff as a a content of Russian disinformation, therefore it couldn't possibly be true right before the election of 2020. Grassley wants some revenge for this. Could be a contributing factor to why Trump lost Biden's and Jack, is that his brother, Jack Biden? Yeah, they spent 18 hours on a flight back from China where they just did some business. And Joe Biden, who has never lied, said, no, I, we never discussed business on the flight back there. Or never have, even though they have pictures of the Ukrainians. How about the Ukrainians in the, in the Burisma, the gas and oil joint over in Ukraine? They have pictures of them playing golf. No, we don't have any business together. So Grassley said, Ray has refused to hand over documents related to that briefing including records showing the intelligence basis for scheduling these hearings, the other hearings in the first place, the ones about the Russian disinformation and misinformation. The Hunter Biden factor, how the FBI handled both the public dissemination of the laptop story. This is all going to come out in our weaponization committee. Uh, the private advancement of criminal inquiries into Hunter Biden were all stifled. They are all stifled. Grassley said unnamed witnesses had come forward to tell the Senate committee that FBI officials improperly ordered information to be closed just before the 2020 election, despite evidence that the Hunter Biden-related allegations were legit. He said the FBI has within its possession very significant, impactful and voluminous evidence with respect to potential criminal conduct by Hunter and James Biden. It's funny that Grassley kept on saying, the Biden crime family, the Biden crime family, the Democrats were they, they couldn't they couldn't stay in their seats. So they're gonna have plenty of fun with the Hunter Biden story. Oh yeah, months. Slim Jim, they're gonna do this for months. This is bigger than the Mueller investigation. You know, they, you know what they came up with then? Nothing. Zero. They came up with squatola. So the media, they're gonna indict the media somehow. Jim Jordan and the boys. Subcommittee members and the Republican witnesses signaled that the media may become a focus of investigative efforts. No, 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 not may. They will. Grassley, Grassley, the gravel, the gravel man. Grassley and others described ways corporate media have worked closely with the federal government and intelligence agencies to advance Democrat friendly narratives, including the Twitter files and these things they prevented. They put they squashed. Right before the 2020 election, the Iowa Republican called out the third try the triad of partisan media, FBI and Democrats in leadership. So we have, as we said before, we have big tech, big media and big government in the form of the FBI, not to mention the CIA and the NIH and the ABCs of all of them. So they work together to hurt Trump politically during the presidency. This is grassly. These people are mentioning the Trump word, which Joe never does. You ever Have you ever... Biden never mentions, he says, the, the previous president. You notice that? Yeah, yeah, He just never mentions the Trump. And man. MAGA Republic hey, He likes to say MAGA. Johnson argued that because reporters had demonstrated an unwillingness to cover government activity fairly, congressional oversight is needed now more than ever. This is true. Tulsi Gabbard gave some thoughts on that, too. But I got to go back to the, the Washington Examiner, the physical magazine section, because they bring up the the whole story of the Columbia Journalism Review, which is amazing. Because Columbia Journal- School of Journalism is like a, it's a factory for the left. And yet they came up with a review that actually was castigating the major media in January. This is from uh, Adams in the Washington Examiner. It's, this, it's a story called Vindication Edition. In January, the Columbia Journalism Review published a decisive four-part takedown of the press's mishandling of the Trump White House, including their slipshod and oftentimes unethical promotion of, quote, Russian collusion. It's the first time the left has ever said anything about this. This just came out this past week, which posited the former president conspired with Russia to steal the 2016 election. So no narrative did more to shape Trump's relations with the press than Russiagate, said the editor-in-chief of the Columbia Journalism Review, Kyle Pope. I wonder what got under his butt. The story which included the Steele dossier and the Mueller report, among other totemic moments. Totem, like totem pole, totemic, that's the first time I've ever seen that word, totemic moments resulted in Pulitzer Prizes, embarrassing retractions and damaged careers. So here are some of the prizes that they got. The Washington Post was awarded a Pulitzer Prize for its Russia collusion coverage. The Atlantic, which hates Trump like a passion, didn't respond to any emails seeking comment by the Columbia Journalism Review editors. The New Yorker's Jane Mayer, who claimed during an appearance on MSNBC that the Steele dossier supposedly implicated Trump in a Moscow plot, quote, was looking better and better every day, more and more credible. This is the thing that the current journalism review is bringing out. This is all complete horse manure. A spokesman for NBC declined to comment. So when the House Committee on Oversight, better known as the Weaponization Committee, gets a hold of the media, they're going to bring up things like this. Overall I'm looking at the the Dais, and on the Dais, next to Jim Jordan, who was still drooling all day. That's why he didn't have a tie. He should have he had to wipe his lips off. And I see a, a black woman up there, Stacy Plaskett. On who is she? She's sitting there, nice and quiet, and we wonder, who is she? What is she doing there? She's from St. Croix. She's a US Virgin Islands representative, who can be a be there, she can, she can criticize, as Raskin was criticizing. But she's only there to be a, what, a blackface on the dais? Victimization, just like Raskin had his do-rag on because he's going through chemo. They picked him and they picked her. And it's interesting when you do the background on Stacey Plaskett, she doesn't get to vote. She's not a voter. She just gets to pontificate, open her her jaws and, and just berate Republicans. That's what they do. But interesting enough, she has a sex tape that people called out, just like the people were calling out uh, on Twitter about the the balloon, the balloon tape, the balloons which were never verified by anybody in the Biden administration, but she has a sex tape. Did you, did you ever do a sex tape? Did no, ever, never, never, did. did? Still a plenty Didn't of time. Want anything like that ever to exist. <laughs> plenty, of, plenty of time. So this Stacy Stacey Plaskett, one of the most famous accomplishments. This is a sex tape. She's from St. Croix and she gets to pontificate. So we're wondering what she was doing there. It's just the victim, the victimhood of the left. That's what it's about. Further, as we mentioned, the the balloon, the balloon fits in here. Here's how the balloon fits in here. It's called anonymous sources. And this is from Jordan Boyd. This is from The Federalist. So the criticism of the media really should contain this overuse of the word anonymous sources, as as we know. Officials familiar with the matter and all this crap that that just, just put Trump on the target in the bullseye. Just unfairly made stuff up. She says anonymous sources were once rarely used in journalism. They would only be cited when trying to preserve someone's physical safety or report on the most sensitive national security matters. But now in the era of Trump, now anonymous sourcing has become the norm in reporting and is frequently used as as a political weapon to disseminate Democrats' talking points and smear their enemies. The illicit use of anonymous sources to launch libel against Democrats' enemies ballooned after Donald Trump won the presidency in 2016. And the tactic was used to develop the Russia collusion hoax and multiple other smears. So I suppose the committee is going to get into this. But what's interesting is when they had the balloon, the balloon orgy, the orgy of denying that they ever saw anything like this before, uh, they started to say and implicate Trump. Well, Trump's people saw the balloon. Trump's people had balloons all over the place. (laughs) So they have anonymous sources saying with no evidence that the balloon did not pose a military or physical threat to the United States. How did they know? Well, how did they know? Who are the people who say they know? Because they don't name the people who are saying this. So these are the anonymous sources of the balloon gate. I'm going to call it balloon gate. Now, as we go back to the Trump people, as they accused Trump's people of saying they must have balloons all over the place, like it was somebody's birthday party. So on the Trump administration, here are the names that actually said that they never saw any balloons over the United States. Christopher Miller is one. Uh, Miller's one. Mike Pompeo testified. These are names. Right. CIA guys. Uh, John Ratcliffe, this national security and intelligence guy. These are people who put their names down on the news item saying, we never saw this stuff, Democrats. And even John Bolton. So we go to John Bolton and say, well, he's a Trump hater. And he said, we never saw anything like this. But the vague accusations of the democratic press are feeding the weaponization committee because they're going to get into the media and how the weaponization should be exposing the the media with the government this collusion as we did before we had a three-part collusion if they can prove that they saw those balloons during trump's administration then shame on the military for not telling anybody either way it don't look good so here's raskin raskin dedicating much of his testimony to an argument that linked the actions of the Trump administration and the rioters on January 6th with the alleged abuse of power that the Republicans described throughout the hearing. So, so Jim, this is the equivocation that all these indictments of the FBI, of the media, oh, did we say Dr. Fauci? Yeah, Dr. Fauci will be there. He's making a cameo appearance. They're going to hear a lot from Dr. Fauci. So all these people who brought down the Trump administration, who are dividing the country, and weaponizing our government. These are the people that we need need to hear from. So Raskin is saying that the January sixth operation is much more dangerous than anything that, that's coming out of Jim Jordan and the weaponization or the whack in the woke committee is coming up with. Sure. So it's <laughs> so the weaponization of our government, big media and big tech. So he says, Raskin says much more dangerous. Much more dangerous. Than what these people are presenting. So my position here, Slim Jim, is which is more g- more dangerous the the horrification the b- make it horrible, the horribleization that the the FBI is weaponized against half the country, three quarters of the country. That me- big media lies, doesn't tell big stories, and big tech is also on the side of eliminating any conservative thought or free speech or free speech and denying free speech. And so, I my position is that those people who are weaponizing, weaponizing the FBI, the government of Big Tech, are much more dangerous than a few broken windows at a mostly peaceful riot. This is P. Norman, with Slim Jim, and I hope we squeeze in another Grapefruit Agenda whenever you can. Till next time.